0: Today, we'll be flying Conair Air to get to a face-off with a national treasure. Hurry up, because we're gone in 60 seconds. Today, I review the unbearable weights of massive talent with the one and only Nicolas Cage. I'm ready, ready for the big ride, baby. Roll that intro. Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers! Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert! Oh, the world was blessed in 1964 when we had Nicolas Cage brought into this very, very world. I mean, what would movies be without the one, the only Nicolas Cage? I mean... Movies would pretty much be like a like a saltine cracker or something. It just just be bland, right? You know, but we've got Nicolas Cage, just kind of like the spicy Cajun spice. You know, to always gets you something different. You know, to always keep things uh, exciting and spicy. Absolutely. And with that, hey, let's check out. The, let's check out this trailer. What do you say? What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor. No. What did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Man, I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Javi. Mr. K. Excuse me. Is Javi going to want me to, uh, you know... I'm not sure I understand. Look, Javi... I am Javi nick cage god this place is stunning what is your favorite movie that's one of those questions that's impossible to answer you can't just limit it to one imagine me and you is it too much is this supposed to be me it's grotesque i'll give you twenty thousand for it (laughs) The cliff. <laughs> that movie sounds like the best riot at an amusement park, huh? Yeah. Am I right? All right. Well, hey, you know what? We're going to get uh, more in-depth into that right there. We're going to do a deep dive into the unbearable weight of massive talent. But before we do that there, ladies and gents, hey, let me just let you know here that uh, this here podcast is of course on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, many, many other platforms there. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, if you find yourself at that location, uh, feel free to scroll all the way down to the bottom of all the episodes and just give it a five star rating, real quick, real quick. It's just uh, it's just a split second of your time, and then you can get back to the pool party. All right? Yeah, just it just doesn't take very long. And then, hey, you know while you're down there anyway, while you're down there anyway. You might as well just give me a review. I mean, come on. You're already there, right? You came this far. Give me a review. And, uh, you know, the review can be something very, very short. You know, it can be, uh, you know, hey, this guy is fantastic, or this guy is a flop. (laughs) Preferably not the latter one, but, hey, you know what? Who am I to stop you from being honest, all right? And uh, then, yeah, feel free to download the episodes. If you go to the very top of all the episodes, There's that three-dot thing that you can click on, and there's usually like a follow show or subscribe, something like that in there, where it just downloads all the episodes for you automatically, and that's one less thing for you to do. I mean, you got, what, you got to get up, you got to take a shower, you got to do laundry, you got to walk the dog, you got to make the meatloaf, I mean, it's... All that stuff adds up. This is one less thing for you have to do. You don't You want to download the episodes, all right? Yeah. And then also the episodes, I should let you know, are also on moviesamerica.com. I'm also on the that thing called social media that you may have heard of. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America, of course. If you want to check out my posts that I put out there, feel free. It's a free country, right? And also, if you want to DM me on there... Absolutely. You can tell me how terrific or terrible I am. So, And uh, also, hey, this week, the beer is back, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, for like the last two and a half months, due to the 75 hard fitness workout thing that I've been doing where I couldn't drink any booze for two and a half months, the beer is back, <laughs> oh yeah yeah, I don't know why I went fifties there, but okay, uh all that to say, beer is back, yes, and i will i will never you I will never leave you again, beer, I promise, so tonight's beer now making its triumphant return. Uh, I am going to be going with a ubiquitous beer, uh, an all-around classic that you can find pretty much everywhere. I'm just going to be jiving with some dosa keys tonight here as I do this podcast, and uh, man, it's good to bring beer back into the fold, and so on that note, I'm going to take take a little drinky drink. Oh, yeah, that hits the spot. All right, hey, well, let's get right into this review, okay? That's what you came here for, right? You didn't hear me to you know, come here to help me, you know, you know, to hear me fanboy about beer, right? No, you want to hear about this Nicolas Cage movie, okay? So, anyway, so, yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Why, what is it? Well, I will tell you, okay, this is... Nicholas Cage showing us that he doesn't take himself too seriously. Okay, he's he's got no problem poking fun at it's, at himself. Whoa, let okay. uh, Apparently, it's been uh, too long since I've had a beer, right there. So I got the boipes. Um, but yeah, so Nicholas Cage is is kind of you know poking fun at his persona that's out there in public. You know, people think you know that he's just kind of like. You know he's borderline, kind of psychotic, and you know he's uh, you know off his rocker a little bit sometimes, and and but but in an entertaining way, right? I mean, you know you watch a Nicolas Cage movie, and the rest of the movie might be crud, but you're never bored with Nicholas Cage's performance at all, right? I mean, he always gives it one hundred and ten percent, twenty five hours a day, eight days a week, okay, and. This movie kind of riffs off of that, kind of plays off of that uh, persona. And it's, yeah, I mean, the movie kind of starts off with Nicholas Cage, you know, showing him, you know, as he is now uh, or how they want to portray him a- as right now. And he's just a, an actor that, you know, maybe his best days are behind him. He, he would never admit that uh, at all. You know, he's, uh, you know he's, he's constantly saying the same line in the movie. He's like, I'm back. Not that I win anywhere or anything like that, you know, but, you know, it's, uh, that's a recurring line that he has. And he is, you know, he, he shows, shows him at the beginning of the movie. He's kind of lobbying for this, you know, this role that he really wants. And he just kind of reminds me, his, his character, or Nicolas Cage, playing Nicolas Cage, reminds me of like like Dustin Hoffman back in Tootsie. Uh, where Dustin Hoffman was playing Michael Dorsey, this 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 actor looking for for a role. Now in that movie, Michael Dorsey was like an up and coming actor. He hadn't hit the big time. Nicolas Cage obviously has hit the big time. I mean, this guy has won a Best Actor Oscar, but you know he's uh, you know he's not uh, a, a, you know a called on commodity as much anymore. At least that's not you know that's the way they portray him in this movie. I mean no one's offering him you know face off 2 or the rock 2 or well or maybe they are i don't know i don't know you never know you never know what screen plays uh, across nicolas cage's agent's uh, desk there you never know you never know but but yeah it's you know it's just uh, kind of got that vibe of being john malkovich you know where you know in that in that movie john malkovich was playing john malkovich and it's just kind of this um this kind of meta experience and then also, um, kind of like the movie adaptation there, that was a, a Spike Jones movie that, ironically enough, uh, Nicholas Cage played the the main character in Adaptation, where uh, the movie is, is is a play on a real life characters or uh, Charlie Kaufman. I think his brother's name is Donald Kaufman, and so uh, Nicholas Cage plays twins in that movie, and it's kind of like a a take on these writers, and it's kind of a meta, kind of surreal. Um, take on a a real life person and that's adaptation but this movie is the unbearable weight of massive talent and let's get a little further into this uh so this yeah this movie is is obviously a comedy as you could tell from uh the trailers and it it did kind of start out a little slower than i thought it was going to be but but not in a bad way um you know the word slower gets a bad connotation uh you know with movies lately and but it does kind of start off as kind of like a, you know a interesting character study and really works to sell the idea that Nicolas Cage is you know he's 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 really struggling to find that that next role and he's he's very self-centered you know his everything is about him and his career and and finding that uh, that role that he wants And everything else is just priority number 7, priority number 13, priority number 25. I mean, and it's all about him. And they do introduce uh, his character, uh, you know, that his character, his character, I keep saying his character. They introduce like Nicolas Cage's daughter and I guess his ex-wife and how, you know, he's trying to balance his relationship with them and keep his movie career going in a way that he wants. They it's it's clear that he's not really interested primarily in like big budget like hollywood mega movies or anything like that he he's more about the craft now um maybe what always was but now he definitely is where he just wants some interesting roles uh roles that really uh, entice him and are interesting and just just tickle his imagination and not just, you know, cookie cutter uh roles at all. And he's just trying to find just, you know, the the uh the roles with some spice to them, right? And he's not having a whole lot of luck in this. And so his agent uh played by uh, NPH himself, Neil Patrick Harris, uh Barney from How I Met Your Mother and NPH from Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Uh you know, he's just playing his uh, his agent uh, obviously trying to help him out. And, uh, and and Neil Patrick Harris does lend some uh, comedic moments uh, to this movie, and so Neil Patrick Harris uh, lets him know that hey, you know, there's this guy in Spain, this rich guy, and he's willing to pay you a million dollars just to be at his uh, at his birthday party, like just to, just to make an appearance. You don't have to, you just have to make an appearance and hang out with him at a birthday party, and you know, like you know, go over there and enjoy yourself and. Of course Nicolas Cage is like, you know, what I'm an, I'm an Oscar winning actor, you know, like what? I'm supposed to go over there like a clown, like a trained pony. <laughs> That's not what I do and you got to blows it off and uh and then what happens happens in, in you know in the beginning of this movie and this is Nicolas Cage just you know he he agrees to go over uh to Spain is where he ends up at and uh it turns out the rich guy that wants him at his birthday party. His name is Javi, and he is played by Pedro Pascal. Now, you may recognize Pedro Pascal from... Uh, he played the Viper um, in uh, in Game of Thrones, or Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. He was in Narcos. Uh, most most people know him now as the Mandalorian, although you don't really see his face all that much in, the, in that Disney Plus show. And uh, so, and Pedro Pascal, he... Uh, he plays a character that may not be what he seems on the surface when Nicolas Cage meets him but it is kind of funny when Nicolas Cage first gets to uh, Spain or Mallorca Spain to be specific and and uh, Pedro Pascal as hobby is is there to greet him and and the you know the the gag of of that you know that moment is that Nicolas Cage has no idea that the person that's greeting him is hobby he just thinks he's like the help or something <laughs> so that kind of plays uh, for for some laughs. But you you quickly learn that Javi is just fanboying out, you know, to Nicholas Cage. He's just a massive Nicolas Cage uh fan. And and ob- obviously, you know, obviously why else would he want him at, at his birthday party? And it's just kind of funny just seeing this character that's supposed to be like this rich and powerful guy just acting like a like a, a nervous little girl around, you know, Nicolas Cage. Um, you know, just 'cause he's just so impressed and wowed by Nicolas Cage's presence and that he's there. And the one of the funny pieces is that uh that Javi, of course, of course, of course, of course he's got a screenplay, right? <laughs> Who doesn't have a screenplay, right? And uh so that turns out to be yeah you know, another another agenda that Tavi had with having uh, nicolas cage uh, show up at his at his birthday party and uh but i have to say the you know once once nicolas cage gets to spain and and, and encounters Javi and and they meet the the comedy dynamic between the two is pretty hilarious uh they you know, sometimes you get these movies where you get two buddies and they just don't jive they just have no chemistry well, people, that is not the fact here. Okay, Nicholas Cage and Pedro Pascal are are two veteran, seasoned actors, and they just kudos to the casting directors. Uh, for, well, for getting Pedro Pascal in this in this movie along with Nicolas Cage because their their chemistry, the the buddy cop, so to speak, chemistry between them is palpable, and it it it, it is pretty hilarious, and. It's just like it kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of uh, will Ferrell and uh you know john C. riley and step brothers or or Talladega Nights you know just kind of that that naturally funny uh you know just bonding and chemistry and it's 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 funny because you know Pedro pascal's a big movie fan and just the way that they have this this relationship you know where Pedro Pascal. He's kinda of always trying to pitch uh Nicolas Cage, you know, on scenes and being dramatic and and, and living life in a movie and you know it, and he's just playing out these scenes from a screenplay that he's trying to trying to sell Nicolas Cage and and it really makes you like the hobby character all the while, you know, you're you're thinking, ah, okay, like uh, this guy might be some, you know, evil uh, tyrannical villain, you know, behind the scenes, you, and you get to the point where like you really hope that he's not, because, uh, you know, Pedro Pascal makes you like this hobby character quite a bit, and but that's kind of the hook is that oh, wait, Pedro Pascal may not be what he seems seems, and you know, as far as like you know, you know, talking about like how funny they are as 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 buddies in this movie, one of the one of the funniest movies, simply involves. Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal just at a wall. Okay. They're like running through town and they get to this wall and I'm not going to spoil the scene, but (laughs) it's, I, I I had, I had more than a few belly laughs, uh, at, at this scene. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, and and, you know, no spoilers, but you know, it's like they're, uh, you know, I'll just put it this way. They're on LSD during this scene. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, but and there's there's more funny scenes between them uh, there too. But they get to a point where they're like you know trying to plan a movie and and just talking over what the plot of the movie is and and you know having having, having some fun uh, with that. Um, now to go back to Nicholas Cage, you know, and his daughter in this movie. Uh, they they really at the beginning of the movie they they talk about they, they kind of show how Nicolas Cage is, is blowing off his daughter and his and his and his ex-wife and and that whole family dynamic because you know he is pretty uh laser focused on himself you know he's very narcissistic you know just worrying more about his career and he's trying to fit in time with his daughter and and it's kind of like a chore to him, like you know, to have to be there for her, you know. Which is, you know, it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a down part of the movie. And she does have, you know, like a birthday party, and you know, he shows up and and embarrasses there. And it's it's, you know, that that's kind of funny just to see that, you know, hey, you know, even uh you know, it serves as a reminder that you know, even famous people's kids, you know, get embarrassed, you know, by by their parents, and you know, because they do they don't think of, you know, their parents as, like, this big famous actor. You know, they're just mom. They're just dad. You know, and, you know, their their parents just happen to be these people that are up on these big billboards around town. Or, you know, they're, uh, you know, on the big screen. They're famous. and this, But they're still just mom. Still just dad. You know, it's still just, you know, dad that, you know, didn't get you that car that you wanted. Or, you know, dad that, you know. Ate up all the donuts, you know, before you had a chance to get some. I mean, it's just, it was just kind of funny that old family dynamic, um, you know, with, with famous people. It's, hey, it's just the same as with, with normal people there. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the movie kind of, you know, it, it progresses on. It kind of, it, they play it for as kind of like an action comedy and it's, uh, and it, it kind of plays into the what you know Nicholas Cage does in a lot of his movies. In a lot of his movies, it's particularly the you know earlier ones, he was kind of like the action hero or a spy or something. And uh, you know, just kind of shows you know how he's not that in, in real life. But uh, and it, it's apparent that Hobby knows you know he, he doesn't just know Nicholas Cage's all all his roles. Uh, you know, apparently he's he's read he's watched all the Special features, you know, on all the uh, all Nicholas Cage uh, movies and the the featurettes and and uh, so because he, he he calls out Nicholas Cage in one scene, you know, where he's they got to run away from some from, from some bad guys and and Pedro Pascal's like, hey Nicholas, hey Nick, you get to go first, you know, and Nicholas Cage's like, why? And, you know, Javi's like, well, because you run faster than me. I mean, I saw how you ran in that, in the movie National Treasure. And, you know, Nicolas Cage is like, that's the stunt guys. And Hobby's like, not according to the special featurette? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hobby, Hobby has obviously done his homework because he's obsessed with Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage, uh, Nicolas Cage movies. And, uh, yeah, so it's 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 kind of cool. Uh, to see how Nicholas Cage is is adored, you know, by by fans, uh, in this movie. Um, and there are some good supporting characters in this. Um, Ike Barinholtz, he plays one of the CIA guys, and he he's kind of in the class of comedic actors like Danny McBride. You know, they're just kind of like, you know, they 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 lend some you know comic uh some some comic chops to the to the movie, but. They'll never be like the leading man, you know. So that's like Ike Barinholtz and and Danny McBride, you know, those guys. And uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it. I she kind of is unremarkable uh, in the, in this movie, you know. She 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 does her job, uh, but I, I've just I've never gotten the the appeal of uh, Tiffany Haddish in this. But you know, uh, okay. Um and then uh, the the actress that plays uh, his wife uh, in this movie she she she's you know in a role that kind of easily easily been a thankless role, uh, but she does a good job at uh, you know uh, keeping um, keeping up with uh, Nicolas Cage and and kind of you know bringing him back down to earth and and holding her own, and she's so she she really does a good job at uh, you know doing a realistic portrayal of of what. Uh, you know, th- that what her, what a wife to Nicolas Cage or ex wife to Nicolas Cage would be like and how they'd interact. And she she's behind one of the, the real deep pulls in this movie as far as Nicolas, Cage's, Nicolas Cage movies. Because uh, Hobbies asked ask Nicolas Cage, like, hey, how did you and your ex wife meet? And he says, oh, she was uh, the makeup artist on Cap Captain Corelli's mandolin. And I heard that. I'm like, wow. How many people know the Nicolas Cage movie Captain Corelli's Mandolin? You know, I mean, obviously Nic- Nicolas Cage would know that, but <laughs> it's like, wow, of all the movies that he met his ex-wife on, like the very obscure Captain Corelli's Mandolin uh, is is one there. But and uh, speaking of uh, actresses in this movie, there's a a character named Gabriella, and she is like Hobby's uh, assistant. And she is a she's a breath of fresh air in this movie too. She's you know, feisty and spunky, you know, her character is in this and and she's pretty funny. Uh the 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 villain in this movie is kinda like this cookie cutter, kinda mustache twirling villain that didn't really uh, do much uh for me. You know, there's a you know, so and but you know, you have to have that to play off. You have to have the you know the antagonist uh, there to to have the plot to keep uh, pulling forward and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so this movie is is one that yeah I would definitely recommend going to see. I mean, if you're somebody that always complains that hey man, there's like there's just there's it seems like all there is is you know DC and Marvel movies and Star Wars and that's it or you know little kid. Pixar movies That's the only thing that's out in the theaters. I really wish that you know some some movies with like an original plot, an original theme you know that uh that uh you know deserves some attention and 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 dishes out something different. I really wish they'd come out with more of those. Well, this is a great, great opportunity for anybody that gripes like that about that like I do um to go out there and vote with their wallet like go out there and see you know this movie I mean it's movies like this and the Northman that, you know, and, uh, you know, that everything everywhere, all at once movie, these are movies with fresh material, you know, the fresh IP and, and you really got to support them, you know, otherwise you're just going to keep getting Dr. Strange and star Wars and, you know, and toy story 14. Okay. You know, so those, those movies are okay, you know, in their own right. But, Sometimes, you know, you want to ditch the Domino's pizza and you want the good old, you know, Ma and Pa Pizza Shop Chicago deep dish, right? You know, yeah, I mean, you can't eat, you know, Tostino's, you know, $2 pizzas all the time, right? You want the good stuff every once in a while. And so the unbearable weight of massive talent is a good, you know, I, you know, example of, you know, just some original material in a movie, a good, mature, medium-sized budget adult movie, that uh will, will get your belly laughing and i would highly encourage you, everyone to go check it out i mean come on it's nicolas cage come on and uh so with that everybody time to wrap it up okay and again this podcast is on apple podcast google podcast spotify iheart radio all kinds of platforms okay get uh, you know on apple podcast please give it a five star review or five star rating and a review if you want And, uh, hey, with that, hey, everybody, get out there. Those movies aren't going to watch themselves. All right. Later.